We're here. Give me the green light. Cause I'm ready to go. Let's have a good time. If you're going to bring back the Las Vegas franchise, it has to be outlaws. They had one of the sweetest looking logos on the helmet. Cause I'm ready to go. Mother of God. Especially when you have a shirtless Rodney Dangerfield. God bless Rodney Dangerfield. Rest in peace. But put on a shirt, man. Don't nobody want to see that. You put that on right now. You'll be headline news on Fox News. One cell. Is this on? One. Is this or is this not the XFL? Yes, it is. Two. Do I or do I not currently have a pulse? Yes, I do. Let's play football. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the XF Podcast, also known as FX Podcast, also known as Extreme Football Productions. I am your host, Jay Dash. Or you can call me Jim or Nail, I don't care, it depends on what day you want to be called. Um, today is going to be a very short episode, but we got to get stuff out. The title of this episode is simple, money, money, money. If you've seen the Capital One commercial, you'll get it that, because it always plays constantly when you're watching sporting events. Anyways, we do have some news around the world and in the United States that consists of a lot of money. Hmm. And not to mention, talking about money... Wrestling Movie Guys were here, as usual. Hey, what's up, guys? Good to be back, as always, talking a little XFL. And I always love talking money. (laughs) Not that I have much of it. (laughs) Money's always on people's minds. And one thing that is... How can I say this? When you think of multi-millionaires, multi-billionaires, and the elites of the world, people come into your head like Hollywood superstars... Uh, political leaders in every country around the world, NBA players that move to their fifth city, um, or also a president, or a Fira, or a leader, or I don't know, Mr. McMahon, Mr. Money in the Bank himself, Mr. Paid Fans back in the Attitude Era for just calling in the show. You're fired. Is rumored, or not rumored. Broke breaking news by ESPN. Uh, was it Darren Revel? Revel uh, said that Vince McMahon is going to be pretty much spending up to five hundred million dollars in the first three season, roughly giving his players and a tremendous increase of money compared to the two thousand one XFL, and this is a major step towards a, a successful and a more established league. Because in 2001, a lot of players were averaged about $45,000 a season, which is a 10-game season. And trust me, this day and age, 45000 right now, that's a good living. You're going to have a good living for that year if you're $45,000. That's, that's what a school teacher makes in a whole calendar year. That's what you made in the XFL for 10 games. But you got to look at where they're going from to where we're at now. 75000 is what is the reported number that the players of the XFL are going to get paid. That is $30,000 more than 2001, 
Also, just a quick look up on uh, lovely Google. As you know, that's a very interesting site to do a lot of your Googling. Um, and let me just tell you, if you're in school and the teacher said, Google won't save you, I call massive BS because Google actually saves your ass all the freaking time. A damnable lie. But based on some averages I've just recently pulled up, $75,000 average player in the is basically in the XFL will be paid more you will as an XFL player $75,000 average the leagues that are below you that have current leagues right now indoor football league the arena football league the national arena league and a lot of the indoor football leagues around the country also 75% of the Canadian football league's players get about $75,000 a year so Vince McMahon is jumping into this saying I learned from my mistakes in 2001 Here's the money to prove it. And you know what? To get quality players to compete with the Canadian Football League and to compete and even extend its competition over the indoor teams and the arena teams and maybe kick the AAF, AAF out the door is paying these players this amount of money because there's already been reports from the AAF that they're not interested in payments to the players at this moment. They're concentrated on the combine. Something's just not connecting that <sighs> phrase I just said. But anyways, a lot of money is being spent in the XFL this time around, and it just solidifies the argument that Vince McMahon is serious this time around, and he has the money to prove it. The question is, who else is behind Vince McMahon getting this cash flow in? Because you know dang well, it's not just him. There's someone else back there, or maybe a couple of people. Yeah, he, know, he only took out $100 million, uh, yeah, he of stock options out of WWE. And he's trying to keep the WWE completely out of this league because he doesn't want crossover and he doesn't want fans to say, oh, I told you the XFL and the WWE are together. Well, they're always going to be connected, you dumbasses, because it's Vince McMahon. Excuse my language, but it's the truth. I just love those trolls on Twitter. So anyways, let me, let me get off that before that turns into a rant. Well, the, the one interesting thing, uh, the article that I was reading on Forbes was saying that uh, this time salaries for the 40-man 40, 40 squads are expected to be $75,000 with players who are in, quote, high demand, making much more than that. How much more? Don't know yet. But I think that at the end of the day, money talks and bullshit walks, you know? Players that want money... And that's pretty much every player. They want to make a proper living. Will probably go to the XFL if they happen to pay more. They won't care about Vince McMahon and his past with the original XFL. Some of those guys probably don't even remember it. They probably look it up on Google and it's like, huh, what the hell was that? That was weird. <laughs> yeah, you know. So for them, no biggie. And the fact that they have uh, such a wide open application mm -hmm. process. You're going to get a lot of dudes that are kind of like the 1976 Tampa Bay Buccaneers that should be nowhere near the field, but you're still going to have a lot of other people. You're just going to need a bigger net to separate the big fish from the little ones. Well, you're going to have the players like Jermarcus Russell. You're going to have the players like the ones that just left the NFL who think they still got it, even though they know they don't have it, like Terrell Owens. But all of those, pe all those people could be great stories. Correct. You're going to have like a Casey Weldon for the XFL back in the day. He couldn't make it in the NFL, went up, went to the Birmingham Thunder and freaking, uh, excuse me, Thunderbolts and showed out. Uh, uh, 
Mr. MVP himself, Tommy Maddox, was that type of story. You're going to have those players. And the one thing I get to kick out, I looked at a Twitter feed a couple days ago, and they, it was some random radio station in San Diego. I think San, San, not San Diego, San Antonio, excuse me. And, of course, I'd just like to know how Twitter, I want to see what the chatter is about. And when AAF officially announced that they were going into the uh, San Antonio, the local radio station, or I think it's a radio station, I think either that or TV, uh, it said, uh, are you excited for the new AAF team? And, like, about 3,000 people voted, and it's like 49-51, no. <laughs> I was like, wow, they got there, and half the, half the season's like, well, we already Me. know this. I think there's a lot of people out there that think the XFL, the AAF is a copycat league. And they, like, if it's not the XFL, well, okay. Even though we've already seen reports that Dick Ebersol said he's not concentrating or the organization's not concentrating on money at this time for his players. Well, I hate to say it, but money talks this day and age. And with the investment that Vince McMahon has done and with the very selective long duration between when the proposal's been out. It's now been, I think, three weeks since we did our proposal show. Uh, the XFL has sent out its proposals to all the teams, and you haven't heard anything back from these teams. The XFL is taking its time, and I like it. And if you, if you want to follow our, us on Twitter, at XF Podcast, uh, we got a uh, like from the XFL, sir. Did you see that? Really? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna screenshot it and send it to you and back on 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 the cyber web or whatever you want to call it, interweb or Twitter universe. And the question was, what makes you so excited for the 2000 uh, for the 2020 XFL? And I put our little you know our little gimmick that we always do here on both our shows, the the reigning and defending 17 years XFL champion. I made that comment. It's like. And I was like, I can't wait till the Los Angeles Extreme finally defended the XFL championship. It's been like 17 years, the longest in sport. And I got a like from the XFL. So I was pretty, you know, I was like, yeah, I got a like. Uh, XFL likes it. So they know that we're out here now. They know that Extreme Football Podcast is an XFL podcast. And they gave us a little bit of support. Maybe it's just one click of the like button, but still, it's something, damn it. We're on their radar. So you're telling me there's a chance. Maybe a point zero zero one chance, but hey, yes, it's a chance. Yeah, it'll take something over nothing. <laughs> yeah, but it's like getting a $100 bill, and they take $99.98. Well, you still get the two pennies. That means you still have a chance. Uh, if we can be the Dave Meltzers of the XFL and not necessarily have to work for Vince, I am totally cool with that. Yeah, and criticize it and appreciate it, whatever. Uh, but yeah, it's a you finally seen we're getting more news. It's each day goes by, or a couple of days go by. Uh, the XFL, whoever is operating social media on the XFL right now, is very, very, very active. They're posting something every single night, or they're trying to stay in the popularity or in the news feeds of a lot of uh, people who follow the XFL. And in my opinion, that is smart. You do not want to get a fan base and try and chase them away. You want to get a fan base and keep them, you know, entertained over over the next two years. They're doing right way, and it's 
I like it how they're going. Cities have been announced by it. Kind of expect we might be hearing something that, about cities either during the football season, which in effect is one month away from today when the Hall of Fame game kicks off. Woohoo! handle. Uh, <coughs> oh, somebody had a sneeze. <laughs> woo! Uh, woo! That, that's much appreciated. I couldn't hold that. I don't have a mute button on this end. Well, I do, but it will involve me disconnecting crap. Uh, but besides from that, the XFL is being active. They got money, well, of course. And ever since the debut, there's been a lot more positive news about the XFL besides its first two weeks when it first got introduced. But then again, it's not on the top feeds of the social media. Therefore, you don't have the common trolls uh, doing their common things to disrupt the name, the XFL. You know, I was just thinking of something. Um, one thing the AF, obviously they should be afraid of Vince, but I was thinking back. Do you remember when Vince McMahon was giving out free money on uh, WWE Raw, Vince's millions? And he was actually like calling people. And yeah, it, it, it was a total disaster, right? Like they, they would call people and it would go to voicemails or. You know, it, it, it would just be like some kind of troll job. You know, people just put in random numbers and not a lot of people won. <laughs> but he was actually trying to give out money. Like, somebody like that is always going to be attractive, not only to an audience, but, like, to players. Because if he's giving out money like that, imagine what he's going to do for you as a partner. And if you're joining the XFL, even though you're an employee, like, you could, you could think of it that way. Oh, of course. And plus, uh, you look at Vince McMahon, you look at his history, there's really been no negativity towards Vince in his career with the WWE, unless it's storyline, yes. Or the steroid trial. (laughs) We're not talking about that, but more positive, because Vince McMahon's always been either a step ahead of the game, he's a great promoter, he gives back to the community, unlike a lot of millionaires. And he has a good product, and it shows a good product. Yeah, so 2001 <laughs> Most XFL of the time. Was a, well, 2000, <laughs> the XFL in 2001 was a little mishap, but it was never – how can I say this? He failed, but he never quit on it. Yeah, he, then, he wanted to keep it going. Yeah, he wanted to keep it going. He thought, okay. But, you know, the generator game, that second game in the 2001 season could have saved the league and no one saw it. And that was pretty much the dagger into the XFL. But the one thing you got to give credit, the credits due were Vince. Even though you've had that person say that she was in Orlando when we did our show about the couple of situations where he was, you know, sexually harassed or had sex with a stripper and Coral Gables while there was a pay-per-view Aaron uh, at the same time. and we Oh, the massage parlor thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not, not, not a stripper. Definitely not a stripper. <laughs> massage parlor, whatever. Uh, but we debunked that quickly because there's no way that he can be at the arena and at this event at the same time. Oh, yeah, you read the police reports. Yeah. It's, it's all right there. Like, there was dozens of witnesses, people that didn't even know Vince were like, oh, yeah, this guy? No, he wasn't here. Like, and, case closed. And that, and that happened a week after the XFL made an announcement. And when the XFL made an announcement come back, people were attacked going after Vince because the the national anthem thing. And it was such, the XFL got so much negative 
negative, you know, beat off the bat, people are like, oh, this is going to fail. Of course, you'll have your, you know, people label XFL as forever Trumpers, which is fairly, you know, disgrace because it's football. Keep politics out of it. I've always been like that. Um, but this day and age, you just can't get out of that. There's so I'm going to force something into it no matter what. But I think with Vince McMahon's investment in this XFL this time around with the money that he has invested right now and the communications with him secretly throughout the 30 teams or 30 cities that he's talking to uh, just solidifies that he knows that this XFL is not make or break. He knows this, this XFL is going to succeed and last for a couple of years. And I had a very good conversation with a buddy at work today. And we we're talking about he because he mentioned the ex, uh, Vince McMahon's five hundred million dollars. He goes, how much? How long do you realistically you think the XFL will last? And I'm right now, if I'm a betting man, and I may piss off a lot of people here, um, I'm gonna say you can set the line at four and a half, which is four four years. You can go over or under. I say four and a half years is the Vegas. If they get by that four and a half year mark. I think the XFL could stay around for a long time. But then my buddy replied back, what do you think is the over-under for the AAF? And I was like, uh, one and a half. And I take the under strongly. But right now, in this day and age, money is the main factor that keeps leagues, players, organizations, companies, countries moving along. Any final thoughts on the money in the XFL before we go to our two other subjects of the night? I wonder how much money they're going to be uh, giving the coaches. That I'm very curious about. Assistant coaches, water boys, all that. I don't know. I'm always fascinated by what, you know, what people behind the scenes get paid. So uh, I'd, I'd like to you know see what the coaches are getting. I know that the... Uh, oh, you know the coaches are going to get less. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. But, you know, how how important is it going to be to the XFL to really get well-known head coaches? Are they going to go, like, the Steve Spurrier route? Or are they going to go, you know, guys like Al Luggenbell, you know, in, uh, in Los Angeles? I sure as hell didn't know who he was at the time. A lot of people probably still don't really know him very well because, you know, he's not like John Gruden or anything. He's not a household name, but... Yeah, he was a good coach, but he was like a, you know, beneath the water kind of guy, like very low key. You know, they didn't go after, you know, dudes that had won Super Bowls or anything, which maybe they could have if they wanted to throw him the money or wanted to get the prestige. After all, they got Dick Butkus. But I just want to know what kind of coaches they're going to go after, how much they're going to pay him. Um, I think we'll find out pretty recently or pretty Pretty soon. Pretty soon. <laughs> Seeing that the $75,000 mark is pretty much exactly what they're giving to the players. And usually coaches don't make nowhere near the players. If you watch, if you look at in the NFL, unless it's college, coaches make a lot more than players. Mm. Uh, but basically from that, well, as we get closer, when we started this podcast in February, we had no idea what the heck was going on. And now that we're in July, matter of fact, uh, hopefully everyone out there has a good 4th of July week. No, it's not a weekend this year. No three-day weekend. It's on the Wednesday. Keys, come on, America. Choose your days right. I might have the night off, regrettably. It's like, yay, it's a holiday. Damn, I don't get paid. <laughs> it's a Wednesday. But talking about our lovely nation and money, to be exact, 
the NBA All-Stars slash free agents who are All-Stars, who are future Hall of Famers, or could be future Hall of Famers, but most likely the NBA free agency, um, started earlier this week. And old Mr. LeBrick, I mean LeBron James, uh, moved. He opted out of Cleveland. Sorry, Cleveland, you officially become these the basement dwellers in almost every sport now besides baseball. Called it. Go back to the past episodes. I told you he's going to L.A. And he signs a four-year, $154 million contract to go to Los Angeles. Woo! Therefore, you can pretty much claim that the Eastern Conference will be run by the Celtics for the next two to three years. But the Eastern Conference went from four, three solid teams to four probably team solid teams to now three solid teams and the rest are average because I considered no offense to your wizards I consider Boston Philadelphia and Toronto now the elite teams in the east unless Toronto starts abandoning ship and starts dispensing players but Washington right now still with wall still got still have a good team I don't know why you got rid of Gortat but that's another subject for another day Washington be around the mix, but now Cleveland is no longer a threat in the Eastern Conference because LeBron is now in the West Coast, and he is pissed that – no, he's not pissed. JR is pissed that he can't come follow. Um, but ridiculous contract, four years, $154 million, pretty much got a max deal for four years. Pretty much took up 90, like 80% of the cap room in the Lakers, and – uh, okay. Uh, enjoy losing four straight to Golden State every single year. Um, and a very competitive Western Conference. So if you're a fan of the Western Conference, ladies and gentlemen, Lakers, uh, Lakers, Jazz, Warriors, uh, Rockets, good luck. Holy crap. What a stacked conference. Whoever wins the West has got to be, be good. good. They're going to be good. They're going to be beaten up. And whoever's in the Eastern Conference, Philadelphia, uh Boston or Toronto or Washington, they make it to the NBA Finals. They're going to be the healthier teams, but yet they're not going to be as loaded as the Western Conference teams. Uh, I'm really to a point where I'm about to say the NBA should get rid of conference play and have the top 16 teams, no matter what conference you're in, make the playoffs. Uh, because there's going to be a, there's a lot of Western Conference teams, and each in a given year can win a championship, and they won't. Because it's so loaded. You got OKC, you got Houston, you got an up and coming uh, Minnesota team, you have the Golden State Warriors, you have the Lakers. It's going to be such a loaded Western Conference. It's a gauntlet to get to the NBA Finals. Sooner or later, it will change. But what do you think about the the go, what they call him, the King, going from <laughs> Cleveland to to LA, and now he becomes maybe the fifth best-known superstar to ever play for that franchise? Maybe sixth? Honestly, I think that uh, Lakers probably did the only logical thing. Um, they needed that reboot. They need that old glory that they used to have. They used to always have stars constantly. They always have like a big three or big four. And this, this is they're, they're putting the pieces together remarkably well. Uh, you got, you got ball. Uh, now you got LeBron. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Paul Stevenson. 
just uh, he, he just started. Sorry, Lance Stevenson. He just signed with uh, Los Angeles as well. And I'm, I'm reading here that uh, Julius Randle is leaving the Lakers and going to the Pelicans, so they lost him. But I don't know. Yeah, not 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 too big a deal. But they they needed somebody like LeBron. They really did. And if they needed to pay through the nose to get it, then that's what they were going to do. Especially coming off uh, those playoff games, those playoff averages that LeBron was having, he clearly still has it. Just get him to the playoffs and you know let him loose. That's pretty much all they really have to do. Um, if are the, I, I don't know how they're going to be able to afford him. It's crazy because like. Uh, uh, breaking news, by the way, about the Los Angeles Lakers. Just mm. through my uh, scroll here on my computer, the Los Angeles Lakers have son- signed Rayshon Rondo. Really? That's yeah. that seems. He's still he's still a damn good point guard, dude. Even though it's he's maybe you know been linked for twelve years, he's still a damn good point guard. Well, dude, if you look at his uh, analytics, he's actually not really that good. Like, his numbers have been going down for years. But... Well, it's the way that he plays. He doesn't play like a, like a modern-day uh, point guard. He doesn't play like Steph. He, you know, and unfortunately for him, it's just a case of probably right player, wrong time. Mm-hmm. And and Junilius Randall is heading to the Pelicans. Pelicans. So yeah, it's a interesting deal. But and Mike Scott just signed with the Clippers, so the Wizards lose him. Yay! It's interesting. The NBA All Stars who are like LeBron. I know Paul George. He pretty much you know put his little free agent thing down pat, saying I'm not leaving. Uh, Carmelo is going to get a massive payday with 28 million. It's just interesting that these players, these superstars, all stars, like I like I mentioned, geez Louise, they're signing like 90 million dollar contracts with the opt out situation, and they don't opt out; they stay into the contract. Um, with the new the CBA, Lakers, it's uh, it's only going to go up and up and up and up. Mm-hmm. Well, because the NBA is getting uh, – honestly, the NBA is a very popular sport, not just in the in the United States. It's a fast-growing sport around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at the overall analytics and stats, wherever you want to talk about in free agency, compare these teams, players going to certain teams, and people are wondering, well, the Celtics are not making any moves because the Celtics don't need to make a damn move because they're still loaded because they had two of the main players on their team not playing the playoffs, which come back. Um, you got teams like Detroit that's trying to get rid of weight, like Lucius weight. No one wants them. Um, you got teams like Cleveland now. Okay, they got J.R. Smith, Kyle Korver, and Love. That would have been a damn good team 10 years ago. Um, but it's interesting that the Lakers went from a no-playoff team, one of the worst records in the NBA last year, to – a top six seed in the West. I'm not saying they're going to be a top four. I'm not going to say they're going to be a number one seed. Uh, they're going to be a top six seed. And I do believe that the Lakers are the last resting place of LeBron James's career. I think this is his last stop unless he signs a one day contract in Cleveland and retires in Cleveland after four years. But I, that's more than likely what will happen. The, this, this whole, this whole season, all I could think was this guy has a budding 
Hollywood career. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of businesses on the side in entertainment. It must be difficult to do that from from Cleveland when most of the studios and whatnot are all like in L.A., California, you know, or wherever they may be. But point being, that's where he's going to go. He's going to retire there, but he's going to retire uh, a, a Cavalier, and he's going to keep working on the. Uh, Keep working on the entertainment. More stuff like uh, Trainwreck and, or whatever. I think that was the movie that he was in. Was Trainwreck. Yeah. And what interesting is, thing is is that the city of Cleveland actually what happened when when it's all said and done and the smoke is cleared, people in Cleveland they might hate LeBron right now, but they gotta realize LeBron. Even though you may hate him or love him, LeBron James. Even though I can't stand him, I got respect the guy. He single-handedly, by himself, carried that useless roster to the NBA Finals. I don't think the Cleveland fans have really have any right to be angry because no. he said that he was going to come back and win you a championship, and he did exactly that. And he tried his damnedest to try to get a squeeze another one out of that dead body of a team that he was carrying. Like yeah. he did everything that he could. Be happy. Yeah. You got a title. <laughs> he, he's he's got a title. He he's got a ring. He may get one or maybe one in LA. I'm not gonna say two. The West is so freaking loaded. It's, I don't know how it's possible. Um, but you gotta give credit where credit is Even though I can't stand LeBron, I couldn't. I hated Kobe back in the day. I hated Michael Jordan back in the day. And by respect to what they do. They're hell of athletes, and they, you know, transcend and change the NBA. LeBron is that type of player. Uh, you look at the overall picture of the NBA right now. Uh, a lot of young guns, especially in Milwaukee, are rising. You got young guns in Philadelphia. Trust the process; they're rising. Um, you don't know what Miami's doing. They have a young, good young core. You have one player in Miami that's about to hang it up, and when Dwayne Wade decides to say that's it uh we lose another great legend or hall of famer uh three-time nba champion lebron Dwayne wade um and plus you there's so much young talent the nba is thriving and i wish lebron james well in la uh thank you for giving leaving out of the east but why do you have to go to the team that i hate the most in the nba <laughs> Uh, so the Celtics and Lakers rivalry, I think, will return because of LeBron himself. Uh, but besides from that, what do you think about the NBA free agency? You think it's still something that's going big is going to pop up, or are you looking forward to seeing what the young guys can do in the summer league and maybe some interesting trades before the start of the season, which starts exactly four weeks earlier this year. They're starting it earlier every freaking year. But anyways. Oh, I love me some basketball, but I don't really pay a whole lot of attention to the summer league. Uh, the NBA, I'm always interested in seeing the wheelings and dealings of uh, contracts. That's actually my favorite thing to do in NBA 2K. It's not always to actually play the game, but just to negotiate contracts and, you know, figure things out with my team, look for those, you know, those little gems, you know, try to make my general manager better. Uh, I love doing that stuff. Uh, so you know, I'm paying attention. Well, you talk about NBA 2K, about free agency and dealing. I used to be like that in FIFA in 2017's game. Um, trying to rebuild some, you know, second-tier English Championship League team like a uh, 
like a Fulham or a, was it Winchester City is another one? Mm-hmm. I think it is. I may have just like offended a whole football club. My bad. Um, but, Who haven't we offended? Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but speaking of FIFA and the World Cup, I do realize a lot of fans out there are excited for the World Cups going on right now. We're in the round of 16. <sighs> we do know six out of the eight competitors for the round of eight are Uruguay, France, Belgium, Russia, and uh, uh, Costa Rica. Is that another one? No, Croatia. Excuse me. Croatia. Yeah, Croatia is doing very well. Uh, kind of surprised. And, but uh, you have an interest in a certain game today. Uh, I did. The Portuguese, the Portuguese versus the Spaniards. If that was actually mm, no, they were Brazil versus Mexico. Yeah. Oh my. God. God, yeah. If you take a look at my Twitter feed, you'll see I kind of lost it earlier. That game was atrocious. Uh, obviously, of course, Brazil is always a great team. Mexico is pretty damn good, too. But the calls and non-calls that were being made by that ref were, frankly, asinine. They, they missed so many things. Mm-hmm. And then you got Neymar who I've always more or less respected, but man, he took his acting to a whole nother level because this man was crying and wailing like somebody (laughs) came up and broke his shin in half and he wasn't even touched. The dude just grabbed the soccer ball. Ah, Yes, he's going... Ah, ah, it was terrible. It was a disgrace. It was ugly. I hated that game. I I mean, I hate the fact that Mexico just can't seem to get past the round of 16. Since 1992, I believe, we have lost in the round of 16 every single time. I don't know what it is. There's a funk around this team. Every damn World Cup, we just never get past uh, round of 16. Ireland hasn't been able to either, if I remember correctly. Uh, I looked at the overall bracket, and I looked at Vegas odds. Of course, Vegas loves this crap, even they do soccer. Of course Uh, they do. Brazil is the number one favorite to win the World Cup. Number two was Mexico. Mm. Number two is eliminated. Number three is Portugal. They're eliminated. (laughs) Number four was Argentina. Eliminated. Eliminated. Number five is Spain. Spain. Eliminated. Number six, England, still alive. Number seven, to win the World Cup in 2022, Japan. Eliminated. Yep. Out of the 16 teams remaining, number 16, drumroll please, to the is still alive. Number 15, Russia is still alive. Number 10, Uruguay. Number 7, France. And oh yeah, number 8, Colombia, followed by Switzerland and Sweden. So, tomorrow morning's game, or match, or fixture, whatever you guys want to call it, uh, Sweden versus Switzerland, so you can get your chocolates and watches while you're watching that game. And down in the 2 o'clock game, it's England and Colombia, where you can get your 
what, what are they called? Uh, Bankers and Mash and your Colombian coca- coffee. Even <laughs> uh, that match as well. So thought you were going to say something thing, else. <laughs> at work, I hate. I may, may offend some people again, but hey, this is Extreme Football Podcast, and that's our job. We just offend a lot of people because, you know what? It's entertaining. Uh, at work, we actually did a World Cup because the United States was in it. We did the World Cup based on the highest export of each country. And, of course, at work, I have Colombia going all the way to win it because the highest export is actually a non-documented uh, export. <laughs> <laughs> Cocaine. <laughs> so I have Colombia. Uh, but if I go with my heritage, uh, I have no one in the fight. So come on August 2nd uh, where we have a fighting chance in the second biggest sporting event in the world called the Super Bowl. Um, but besides from that, I watched now – you got to be excited. I've now watched like four or at least four completed soccer matches or fixtures or games, whatever you want to call it. Good for you. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, that's exactly six games less than last time because, uh, of course, the United States had was in it, and I was watching all the games that the United States spared up because, you know, we made it around 16 in 2000. Not 2000. Crap. 2002. 2000? No, not 2002. Yeah, 2002 World Cup. I remember that one very fondly. Ireland-Mexico got very far. So did the USA. All my teams got far. I'm talking about 2014 World Cup. Oh. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lost to Belgium in the second round. Uh, but yeah, the World Cup is almost completed. You got the quarterfinals going to start later in the week. Semifinals are Monday and Tuesday, and Wednesday and Thursday next week are the the final days of the World Cup. Um, because Mexico has lost here in the United States, Fox knows that their TV ratings are going to start to fall in the World Cup because now you have the main money. You have no Cristiano Ronaldo. You have no Leo Messi. You have no Mexico left in the tournament. Now you have Russia, who's just living off a home field advantage. You have Brazil, who has Neymar. I think he's still on the pitch right now, holding his knee. Uh, you got the Frenchies being French. They're going to find a way to lose. Um, they may ask for a substitution for the Americans to help them, as they always do in every conflict they do. I actually think they're going to get further than people think. Uh, France? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I think if, if it comes down to France and, uh, let's say, Brazil, i got to go with Brazil. I don't want France to do any, but they're always damn good. Uh, well, I know in the women, they're, they're like legit in the women's. They're like number two, I think. I don't think uh, I care who wins now, just as long as Brazil goes down. Uh, Revenge! My question is this to the fans out there. I want to hear your comments. If Russia wins the World Cup, are we going to blame Trump for rigging the World Cup? Maybe. Well, you know, somebody will. Yeah, it's just interesting if that, that's how if that, that's how it works between competition and elections. Anyways, <laughs> due to the short circumstances of our show... We wanted to get a podcast out there. We wanted to get it out so you guys can listen to it, enjoy it. Please share, subscribe, follow us at WrestlingMovieG on Twitter. 
at XF Podcast on Twitter. Go follow Wrestling Movie Guy on YouTube where you catch this as a YouTube version quality broadcast. Also, I'll have it posted up. Um, besides that, you got any notes? No, I think that's no. about it because we've got a live stream to do in about 15 minutes. And when this is uploaded, by then, the live stream has already been completed. Uh, come check us out on live stream. I do a live stream of WWE Raw is War. I have no idea where they're at this week. Uh, let's see what type of interesting storylines they're going to go tonight. And um, besides from that, I think we are done. Yep, that's a wrap. Take it easy, guys. Oh, I'm touching myself tonight. I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego.